The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events from somewhere in the desert between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Veritas, because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I think it's time to open the books on the question of government investigations of UFOs. Uh, we ought to do it really because it's right. We ought to do it because the American people, quite frankly, can handle the truth. And we ought to do it because it's the law. Be skeptical. Do be as skeptical as you want, but by all, don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of the Veritas Show, where we bring you disclosure, one guest at a time. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. First, I want to welcome and thank our new and existing Veritas members. You are keeping Veritas alive. Tonight's show is probably one of the most revealing and challenging shows I have ever done. In the past few days, you have heard of what happened during my interview with tonight's special guest, Dr. Paul Laviolette. The skeptics out there will attribute what you will hear tonight, as it relates to being disconnected 24 times, as technical difficulties. Maybe. The same skeptics will say that 23 minutes lost from Dr. Paul Laviolette's voice was a glitch in the system. And also, the fact that Dr. Laviolette, for the first time, had a credit card number stolen the day after our interview and was used for purchases in multiple states. Yes, identity theft happens. But when you have this confluence of events take place in a span of 24 hours, you must step back and analyze the possibilities. Dr. Laviolette is a scientist with a conscience who refused to work in black projects because his passion is for the truth and for helping humanity. Even though we experienced all of this, we were able to produce a three-hour show for you. 
Even Dr. Laviolette's voice, which was removed from the last segment, we were able to continue our interview the next day in order to complete the show. We are all privileged to be able to listen to this show tonight, not because we persevered, but because Dr. Laviolette wanted this information out, as opposed to other shows I've done in which I decided to change direction and not repeat questions prior to being disconnected, I asked every question again and decided to explore the topics even more every time we got cut off. In my opinion, this is already a classic show. Find out what the powers that be don't want you to know about. Dr. Paul LaViolette, author of many books, and his latest one, Secrets of Anti-Gravity Propulsion, will be with us shortly. As a consequence of our experience, which is a new lesson, I decided to change direction and not share the upcoming guest list until I deem it appropriate. That is why I'm not going to announce next week's guest. You can always visit our website, VeritasShow.com, for more information. And I have a few announcements based on your feedback. Let me share with you a new idea that was born from the noble gesture of one of our Veritas members. I announced last week that some members had requested that I have available gift certificates so they could give subscriptions in the upcoming holidays, as opposed to gifts that may be put away forever. Well, I added that capability a few days ago. One member purchased a subscription and said, quote, I bought a subscription, but it's not for me or anyone I know. I want you to give this subscription to anyone you wish, and I will buy another one next month, unquote. I have to tell you, this was a very noble gesture, and I was very appreciative. The member also asked me to keep his name anonymous, and I will respect that. Those of you who know me by now know that I believe in reciprocity. I had to do something in return, so I emailed the member back and thanked him for his thoughtfulness and told him that because of this, I was going to create a subscription donation section. That section is already available. Furthermore, for every subscription you donate, regardless of time, whether it's three, six months, or one year, I will match you. I will donate another subscription. I'm still determining how I will be choosing the recipients of these subscriptions. But to start, write me an email to donations at veritasshow.com and tell me why you should receive it. I will probably change this every week as donations come along. As of right now, there are two available. It must be a compelling reason, and I will verify it, okay? Also, to those of you who prefer to not have a recurring subscription, you now have the ability to purchase three, six months, or one year. So these are the options. One, a self-renewing three-month subscription. Two, a manual subscription. And three, a gift certificate that you can give to anyone. For more information, visit our website, veritasshow.com. And I saw the pilot for the series V last week, and also the second episode. I have to tell you that it is very, very impressive. Very well done. You see, I have the 80s series. I couldn't get past the second episode back in the day. Uh, maybe I have to give it a chance now. But the new series are extremely well-made and touch most of the current world events and topics we discuss here. If you haven't watched it, 
And if you're in the United States, go to our main page, VeritasShow.com, and scroll down to the bottom of the page. I have a link to the show there, and you can watch uh, V. Unfortunately, the link is only available for the United States. I believe the series is coming to you outside of the United States soon. And one thing that I found interesting about the pilot for V was that the Catholic Church, as it's portrayed in the series, was very concerned about the arrival of the visitors at a time when the world needed an intervention. They were also very reactive. Days after the V pilot was aired, the Vatican, the real Vatican, issued a statement saying they wanted to make contact with the extraterrestrials, which I found to be polar opposite to what I saw in the series. The Vatican wants to be proactive. That was very interesting. Oh, and I went to see the movie 2012. It was worth it for the entertainment value. But if you're looking for a great plot, that's not your kind of movie. It was Hollywood at its best, with most of the movie's budget going into special effects, which I must say were absolutely amazing. But this movie made me start a new thread at the Manticore Forum, and it's already eliciting great responses. The title of the thread is, If you were in charge, would you tell the people? And of course, that means if you were the president, prime minister, king or queen of your country, would you tell the people if you knew a cataclysmic event was imminent? There is also a poll inside the thread, and the majority is saying yes, they would tell. Would you? Now it's your chance to participate too. Register at manticore.com. And if you need to get in touch with me with questions or feedback, send me an email to mail at veritasshow.com or go to our website and click on the contact button. And now, get ready to hear what the powers that be don't want you to know about. What will it take to take humanity to the next level? Anti-gravity, Tesla, new technologies, and much more. Dr. Paul Laviolette is coming up next. If you want to stay in the past, stop this audio now. If you are brave and are an independent thinker and are ready for a new paradigm, don't go anywhere. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. Dr. Paul Laviolette is best described as a maverick astrophysicist, a scientist with a conscience. He has some important theories that may possibly be of some impact to people on our planet at this time. He's interested in helping humanity and finding the truth. That is our kind of guest. He currently lives in Greece, but is presently in New York for a few days. And I'm honored to have with us tonight our special guest, Dr. Paul Laviolette. 
Hello, Dr. LaViolette, and welcome to the Veritas Show. How are you? Fine. Glad to be here. My pleasure. Doctor, there is so much material available about your stellar work that I must tell the audience it may be very challenging for me to encapsulate some of your great work in one episode. However, I promise I will try my best, and as usual, I want to get to the point right away. Doctor, why don't you give us a bit of a background of yourself? Um, Well, I uh, studied uh, physics at uh, Johns Hopkins and uh, then got an MBA and then did my Ph.D. in uh, systems science at uh, Portland State University. Uh, I'd uh, been interested in space propulsion uh, ever since I was a kid, I guess. Uh, in fact, I used to launch uh, skyrockets from my backyard. I had a hobby of making gunpowder, which can be very dangerous. Anyway, <laughs> don't recommend I think you almost had an accident doing that, I heard. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, the rocket uh, rose uh, a foot before it exploded, and at that time it was inside a concrete block, which blew the block apart. So I just got hit with uh, concrete dust rather than shrapnel. <laughs> right, right. When there's a special topic, it takes me a long time to find the right guest. So many people have asked me for an entry gravity show, and I think you are the right person to discuss it. Your most recent book is entitled Secrets of Anti-Gravity Propulsion. Tesla, one of our favorite names, by the way, UFOs and Classified Aerospace Technology. You almost summarized, Doctor, a large portion of the goals of this show with the title of your book, and I must begin with this question. Standard physics and Einstein's general theory of relativity say that it's impossible to control gravity. Could academia perhaps be wrong? Is it possible to defy gravity? Yeah. In fact, there's various technologies. It's just there's not one particular way to do it. And uh, in my book, I describe a number of these. Um, With Einstein's theory, it's based on the idea that a planet warps space around it, and because space-time is warped, that causes a force to pull other planets or bodies or to pull us towards the Earth. Um, With the the theory that I've, an alternate theory I've developed, which fits better with uh, experiments. Uh, These experiments I'm referring to are uh, work done by Townsend Brown. Brown found a connection between electricity and gravitation. In other words, uh, you can generate gravitational effects through high-voltage uh, electricity charges. Um, with this, uh, it suggests that gravity is bipolar, not unipolar. Like in general relativity, you only get attractive forces. Um, but you find that, in, in fact, in nature, uh, you have a possibility of repulsive forces as well. So just like you have plus and minus charges, you also have plus and minus uh, gravity potentials. So just like the Earth creates a gravity well, you know, they they refer to us having a gravity well. Uh, There they're referring to the idea of potential. If you can think of it like a a valley with the Earth located at the center. Um, It's also possible to create a gravity hill. Uh, so higher potential instead of lower potential. 
So this is a, a revolutionary concept. Uh, it's outside the framework of uh, academic science. Uh, unfortunately, uh, science tends to get uh, ossified and uh, dogmatic and not open to anything that challenges its particular viewpoint, even though their viewpoint might be wrong. Uh, they stick to it. Do you see this in academia? And I know there's a an aerospace engineering field called electrogravitics, and as you will mention, the American inventor Thomas Townsend Brown was one of the first who discovered that there was a connection between electricity and gravity. Do we discuss this a lot in academia, or do they fear of the removal of funding because this, I don't want to call it esoteric because it's not, is it being discussed today at, at major universities? Um, I think that there probably are a few university programs where the professors happen to have an interest in it, and they could probably mention it in class. Uh, I would say more so than was the case 15 years ago. Uh, everyone's exposed to the Internet, and students are going to bring it up anyway if the professor doesn't. And there probably is some class discussion. I'm just guessing. You know, I haven't been in school for many, many years, decades. Um, but I, I would find it hard to believe that there isn't some level of discussion. However, you don't see any, for example, programs in electrogravitics at any university. For example, it should be required a required course in any university program giving a degree in uh aerospace technology. You know, we have universities across the country and in other countries uh, around the world uh, that graduate students in, in aerospace technology. And basically the students are taught uh, aerodynamics and maybe rocketry, jet, how a jet engine functions. Uh, this is stuff of the past. You know, these are, they're basically training people for what we have already developed and is basically outmoded. <laughs> right. Uh, what they should be training people for is something that's going to improve our life, you know. <laughs> and uh, they, they aren't, so they're sort of negligent in their approach, unfortunately. How did Thomas uh, Townsend Brown, how did he discover this and when? Uh, Brown began when he was a boy, actually. Uh, he was experimenting with... Uh, a vacuum tube and found uh, it was a x-ray tube he found it would move when he turned on the power and that kind of intrigued him and he started investigating this and uh, in high school he was building uh, these capacitors which he hung from the ceiling and he charged them up to like 50,000 or 100,000 volts and uh, find that they would swing towards the positive pole and uh, so he theorized that there was a connection between electricity and gravitation. In fact, he published a paper in 1929. So at that time, he was uh, 24 years old, I believe. He was born in 1905, uh, either 1929 or 1927. I think he had a patent. He actually took a patent out in 27 or 28. I forget the exact date. But uh, way back then... Uh, the phenomenon had been discovered, and he stuck with it through the years. Uh, that was his main uh, occupation, was investigating this electrogravitic effect. In fact, he... 
Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.